0: It can seem like people are a bit closed off, but then once you get to know the culture a little bit better, once you actually start interacting with people, it's very, I think it's very easy to become friends with Ukrainian people because when you start opening up, people are super friendly here.
1: this podcast shows that ukraine is not what foreigners see on television in reality ukrainian people are much better much more interesting and friendly than other people expect this podcast is about the real life experiences work and personalities of ukrainian people with a focus on the capital kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about ukraine visit the country invest in the economy creating more opportunities for the younger ukrainian generations to stay and build their country and in the brain drain hello my name is aziz and i have a deep connection with ukraine my grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity he was a real hero for me and even though this caused him to struggle for, with cancer for a long long time and lose his teeth and stay in such a precarious health for more than 15 years he always told me so many great things about ukraine then from 2018 to 2019 for two years i began working with unicef in ukraine to build orphanages for the little children who lost their families in the war I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you all so much for the kindness and support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 50 travel podcasts in Italy, Top 25 travel podcasts in Apple Russia. Hello to the Ukrainians in Russia and nice to know that you Russians are listening to the voices of Ukraine and top 20 on Apple Poland in the travel and places category. My guest today is Irina Ilychova. Irina was born and raised in Ukraine, then moved to Sweden at the age of 18 after graduating from the Taras Shevchenko University. She lived in both Sweden and Denmark for eight years in total and she speaks both languages, a true polyglot. She worked as a brand ambassador for a luxury group in Denmark as well as a sales professional for Tiffany & Company and is now the business development expert at Star. That makes me think that she's probably a modern day Audrey Hepburn. So that's nice. She loves to travel, has been all over the world. And two years ago, she chose to return and live in Kiev and is a meditator who is every day putting that practice in of meditating, relaxing, and getting present to the moment. Irina, how are you today?
0: Um, Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I'm very happy to be featuring here on your uh, podcast. How are you?
1: I am amazing, fine, and great. And I thank you for this opportunity because I will enjoy learning from you, exploring who you are as a person. And to begin with some context, I know I shared that story about who you are. I guess the first thing would be how come you moved at the age of 18 to Sweden? And how was that experience of going from Ukraine to Sweden? Was there a culture shock or it was familiar because both places are cold? <laughs> and, um, you know, it's maybe some people argue and say that Ukrainian people are originally Viking. So you, it's like returning to the homeland. What is your comment on this?
0: Um, thank you for your question. Um, you know, I can talk a lot about my experience, um, but I guess I'd begin with, um, you know, by saying that I have been interested in traveling and in different cultures and sort of exploring different cultures from, I would say, a young age. Um, um, I think I started traveling at around. 14 15 something like that and i traveled around europe and it was with a group of my classmates um and so you know i um i began exploring different cultures and i was mostly interested in the way people live and really their lifestyle their habits you know what makes what is it that makes them think differently that sort of stuff you know not just seeing the sites in, in major cities and stuff like that so since then I think I've begun I've begun thinking about okay what could I do in my future you know maybe I would like to move and um, so I thought you know when my age is when my age was nearing um, uh, like 16 17 18 I thought that I, I, I really want to go and study somewhere abroad. You know, Sweden and Denmark were totally new countries for me. I've never visited it, visited them before. Um, and I don't know, I think I was just very... Now looking back, you know, I think I was very brave to move <laughs> at such a young age. Um, you know, I definitely experienced a cultural shock um, because... Not that I had many expectations, you know, I was sort of going there with the thought, okay, let's see what it is. What is it going to be? Uh, let's see how it goes. I thought I was moving for one year just to study for one year and then return back home. Uh, but, you know, then, then it, it, it began, how do you say it? Um,
1: Life took its way with you. Well, exactly, I want exactly. to focus on, one specific thing you said the most important thing for you about exploring other cultures and even travel Mm -hmm. is to Mm -hmm. understand and learn how people are living and thinking and maybe that it's another way well can -hmm. you speak about this why is this important for you
0: i don't know i think it's something that i just have in me this like sort of natural curiosity and I think it makes me uh, very much grow as a person, you know, sort of expand my horizons to see what's out there, to learn from other people. And I think my biggest takeaway from uh, um, living abroad for such a long time um, was actually learning from people their habits, the way they, you know, they the way they interact on a daily basis. Because I think, you know, the small things make up your life when you look at the big picture. And so I learned I just learned so much from, from both Sweden and Denmark and its people.
1: Great. Yeah. So to mm-hmm. you, it's you believe that the small things make the big picture of your life. So Absolutely, first, yeah. does it mean that you're a detail-oriented person? So when you live your life or do your work... You don't really think about Mm. that big picture, but you focus on the details because you believe and know that if the details are perfect, they will lead to a bigger project or the bigger picture will be great too. Is this uh, like something correct or I'm just making an assumption here?
0: Mm, No, you are correct. Uh, You are correct. I think I, you know, the way I look at things, it's... My way of thinking is that I imagine something big, right? You have the vision. Um, You you do have an understanding how you'd like things to unfold. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's your work or relationship or um, basically anything, right? Or some some hobby project that you're thinking about. So you know you have this vision, and then um, in your Then you go back sort of to your daily, you know, day-to-day things you're doing and then you're thinking, okay, how can I do this a little better? You know, it's like I have this philosophy one step at a time and then it's like one thing after another thing, you know, and then then it grows into something better. I do, yeah.
1: Great. So. So in some ways, you are one of the people who believe that your daily habits make you who you are and determine the life and future that you will have is this true
0: absolutely yes yeah I do great think so. and
1: was this something that happened like you were since you were very small you had this thought or were you different and less focused on the habits and on the vision but then something in your life happened or you learned a lesson or you watched something or you had a role model and then what was the experience that made you become this way if you weren't? Or were you always this way? And then how do you, uh, when you notice that other people are not living the same life, what was your like opinion about that?
0: Also very interesting question. I think it's something that I learned along the way, so to speak. And I think it was... Um, You know, I'm I'm somebody who thinks a lot about, you know, how can you grow? How can you do things better? Um, I really want to live my life, um, you know, so that when you're older, you can look back and think, wow, you know, this, this was great and that was great. And I did this and that and then I've experienced this many things, you know. So I really want to be happy and I want to bring value to my life and to life of others life around me um, and so you know when I when I when I moved so I was 18 and then I started just learning and meeting people and you know again I started to expand my horizons and see how other people live you know and I thought okay I, I picked up on the good things but then I thought you know this is not something that I have. So I started thinking, okay, how can I improve my life, right? And then I just started reading. I always liked reading sort of self-development books. You know, I, st- I loved taking different courses, um, loved reading books on psychology. So it's something that I've, this knowledge, you know, and then the habits that I've started to incorporate in my life, in my daily life, I've picked up from different sources so to speak so I was learning it gradually because I I looked at people I looked at how they're doing things I thought they were great you know the people and they had nice results in life so just started noticing what they're doing and uh, (laughs) yeah and uh, um, tried to do the same in my life as well Um,
1: this is great now I'm thinking are you because you spoke about people about doing Mm -hmm. like even when you were speaking about having a good life for yourself and for Mm -hmm. others which means I'm imagining you're not too much of an individualist that is doesn't really care about uh, other people too much I don't mean like uh, an unkind person but like the first priority Mm -hmm. in your life is not always you but it's being the best you so that you can come be the best person when you are helping or impacting or interacting with others I mean is Mm -hmm. this correct and I imagine that helped you a lot in your work and in sales and in business development so can you comment on this and whether that like perspective that I'm having about you is actually correct or it's just an assumption
0: no, I think you are correct. If I understood you again, if I understood you correctly i um, i think I mean, I do think um of course, first of all, I think one should start with you know you should start with yourself always, and then when you have a good life, you know when you have when you're happy, you're sort of um you can share with others and others can learn from you because I thought okay you know when i'm looking at people when i look at their lives you know uh, when i look at their families or their jobs and how they do things you know i get inspired right so so i thought if i'm going to be sort of somebody um, happy if i'm going to do my job well and stuff like that you know then the least that I can do is just to inspire people, and then you know you can always interact with other people. Uh, you can learn from others. You can teach others if they ask, of course, <laughs> for your advice or something. Um, and I, th- I, when I'm thinking about the big picture and you know the the purpose in life, is just basically these two things: to be happy and to make the uh, to make environment around you also pleasant um and harmonious
1: i love this it's like the system theory thing where each <laughs> they call it whole long each you know part of the system impacts the whole system and the exactly. level of the system impacts each part so what you do is you mm-hmm. understand that your environment is actually an extension of you which is a very mm-hmm. zen buddhist thing so i understand mm-hmm. why you're <laughs> meditating <laughs> is that you're one with the universe, and therefore you both learn from other people because they're a reflection of you and they are a way for yeah. you to grow. But you impact yes. the harmony of the environment because that impacts your mental state and your ability to develop and everything, which is wonderful now as mm-hmm. you lived abroad and you returned to Kiev, which is a perfect mm-hmm. segue. Well, Mm -hmm. how do you view your own environment in Kiev that you're living Mm -hmm. in now? Do you do some things to make it better? And are there things that you cannot change because they're too big uh, that you wish you could change? And other things that are so good uh, you prefer compared to Sweden and Denmark in Kiev that you can speak about? So both the positive of, of the environment in Kiev, as well as some things you wish you could change, but they're bigger than you as a person could. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, okay, thank you for this question as well. Um, um, I would say that, you know, so it's been two, I think it's been two years that I've moved back, right? Um, so r- right after I moved back, I decided to take a, like a small break from everything just to clear my mind and, you know, to to um, uh, get used to my new old environment, so to speak. <laughs> um, and then, you know, this Corona hit us. So we started working from home and everything. So it's not that i um, not that I'm very I wouldn't say that I'm very active right now. In terms of my, in terms of society, right? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm meeting that many people right now, but still, um, I think, you know, speaking about meditation and your daily habits and so on and so forth, you know, I could see how I am influencing other people. Starting, you know, starting just with my family, for example, you know, I could see how relationships are improving. And then, you know, when you go out um, for, I don't know, to work, right, or basic shopping or something, I could see how um, when I'm in the right mood, you know, when I'm calm inside, when I'm, um, you know, when I'm peaceful with myself, I could see in your daily interaction how you're influencing other people and you know instead of saying something unpleasant for example if you're subtly unhappy with something right you can just smile or you can just calmly discuss things and then you know uh and then continue with your life so in 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 this small things i definitely notice the change um but of course there are bigger things in ukraine um that I would like to have changed, um, but I also do understand that it takes longer time, of course, and um, we're not economically on the level of Sweden and Denmark. Um, and I do think that, uh, of course, you know, the economy of the country impacts its uh, citizens very much because people in Ukraine, you know, it, from my perspective, people in Ukraine, if you don't. You know, if you don't earn that much, uh, of course, you have to worry about your sort of, if we're talking about Maslow's, um, how do you say it in English?
1: Hierarchy Maybe. of needs.
0: Exactly, exactly. You have, to, you have to think more about your basic needs, sort of, right? Uh, and so I can understand that people are not thinking that much about um, being super nice to each other. Because this is one thing that I very much, that I, that I noticed was basically one of the first things that I noticed uh, in Scandinavian countries that people are, um, they seem to be very, very nice to each other, you know, and they seem to be smiling most of the time and um, just to be happy. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, yeah. because mm-hmm. this is controversial right here. I had a guest who actually Mm -hmm. said that Ukrainian people are much warmer and more funny and more Mm -hmm. open compared to German and (laughs) Scandinavian people who are very shy and reserved and introverted and they don't even in social socially Mm -hmm. speak to each other. And now you're saying the opposite thing. Mm -hmm. So, but you have lived much longer in Mm -hmm. um, there, and he was. Interacting with IT guys Mm -hmm. from those countries, so there is a selection bias. Can Mm -hmm. you? There's two things. One, I imagine you're a huge fan of minimalism. I imagine you have like a room with just a few perfect items, and it's all white, and it looks really (laughs) nice. So, can you comment on this? And secondly, speak more about that difference between like warmness or friendliness between Denmark. Who I imagine Danish people are like absolutely the the 10 times the stereotype of uh, closeness of ukraine but you live there can you comment mm-hmm. on the scandinavian friendliness and on the ukrainian um like reservedness or uh, when they don't really know a new person they might be closed but then they open up and i will tell you another thing i didn't mm-hmm. release this interview yet but mm-hmm. there is a um, fedir he said mm-hmm. look Uh, ukrainians are very friendly especially like the women but if Mm -hmm. there is a foreigner who speaks to them they think look if if it's a girl then oh the foreigner has like only intentions for one thing or whatever like (laughs) he said that that was his thing what he said i'm not like saying this is true or not Mm -hmm. so this is this is why they're not closed but if uh, normally they're absolutely open and warm and friendly i know i said a lot so it's about minimalism Mm -hmm and friendliness in Ukraine compared to to uh, Scandinavia
0: may begin with uh, friendliness and the sort of cultural uh, differences okay so it's a little bit difficult for me to you know you've mentioned that I've lived uh, for eight years in Scandinavian countries right so that's quite a long period and then you know um, and then I've just returned back two years ago but my personal um, view, my personal opinion is that um, when you first arrive in Scandinavian countries, right, and when you haven't lived there for such a long time, I think it can seem like, um, uh, you know, people are friendly and open and smiling. But then it, my experience was that it is a bit difficult to really. Get to know people, you know, to to acquire new friends. This meant, this 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 was difficult for me as a foreigner, because people seem to be much more open on the outside, but then it takes a long time to really get to know them. Uh, if we're speaking about Scandinavian culture while Ukraine is, I think it's a bit on the, I think it's a bit the opposite. When you first arrive in Ukraine, it seems like people are a little bit, you know, it seem like people are a bit closed off. But then once you get to know the culture a little bit better, once you actually start interacting with people, it's very, I think it's very easy to become friends with Ukrainian people. Because when you start opening up, um, you know, it's like people are super friendly here. I think so. It's uh, you know what I mean. It's it's just. I guess it's about the time, the time it takes to get to know somebody and uh, your first impression as well, because it can be uh can be uh, trickier. Yeah. But definitely. Then I will me, ask
1: you. And I know you didn't uh, speak about the minimalism yet, Mm -hmm. but I had Olga who said she's a very emotional girl, Mm -hmm. but she has like a poker face that is very serious. And she (laughs) went to live in Switzerland, but Mm -hmm. people always say, why is Olga so angry? Why is she in a bad mood? When in reality, she can be happy or like she's full of emotions, but her face is very, very serious. And she said, well, she tries to be more warm and everything after living there. And she said that it's also common in Ukraine for people to be friendly or happy or emotional, but their faces mm-hmm. are rigid. And and well, I'm asking first about you since you lived mm-hmm. 18 years in Ukraine. Did you notice mm-hmm. this about yourself or get feedback when you went to Scandinavia? And did you change mm-hmm. it? And second, is this something you notice in ukraine or maybe the newer generation are being much more um globalized and affected by hollywood
0: Mm -hmm. uh yeah this is what i'm you know this is what i'm uh, uh i guess trying to say here as well uh i have definitely noticed when i just moved right i have and i when when i started to get to know people like scandinavian people um my first friends, I think, were Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Um, even though I was traveling between Sweden and Denmark for like a, a lot. Um, anyway, so when I started to get to know Swedish people, when we started to get a little bit more friendly, you know, and open with each other, like some of my girlfriends, I, I think they, uh, they couldn't understand me a little bit because I, I was indeed very... I think I looked very serious every time and I was afraid to sort of show my um, emotion or be open. Also, I think because it was, you know, totally new environment, totally new culture for me. And this is something we're grown up with basically, you know, like you don't show much of emotion in Ukraine to, to people that you don't know i mean people who are not your family or friends i would say um and this was again when i moved back you know to ukraine when i just uh, started like walking into or going to shops you know like well, just taking walks outside this is what i would this is what i would notice that people are people have such serious faces and you know back then i was used to then you know smiling and you know like joking sometimes with people that i don't know i thought it was totally fine you know (laughs) being open but then people would give me looks like or like, what are you doing? What are you saying? You know, <laughs> like as if as if I'm a weirdo or something. So yeah, th- this is the difference. But I've definitely learned to be more, much more smiling and open. Uh, in scandinavia yeah. But again, I I I I would say that people in Ukraine are very friendly. It's just that you have to, you as a foreigner, I think you have to speak to them. You have to, uh, also be open and just. Uh, don't get scared (laughs) by the seriousness on the outside yeah
1: actually it's really funny that i found ukrainian people to be warmer and friendlier than brazilian people although you know they're friendly but the stereotype is so opposite uh, in reality outside of rio okay in rio they're more open but in that um what a guest here said the western european Uh, hypocrisy of smiling but they don't mean it while ukrainian people Mm -hmm. won't smile but if they smile they mean it that's what Mm -hmm. uh, nikita was saying in brazil i found that because of the high rate of like kidnapping and criminality people are really really scared of each other and therefore they're not at all uh friendly to each other like if they don't know a person Uh, Mm -hmm. they're not friendly because they're like okay maybe this is a criminal i don't know the news is telling us that every day uh, a thousand people are kidnapped in our 300 million people country so i don't want to be the next victim well Mm -hmm. in ukraine they're so helpful and so nice and if you speak to people and say oh uh, do you know where xyz is they'll be like oh of course we can help you and they try if they or if they're shy about their english they're like i'm sorry my english is is they say slow <laughs> that's, that's what they, what they say mm-hmm. and it's it's really wonderful i felt that ukraine is a lot more of the stereotype of brazil what brazil should be and i'm not saying that i didn't have great people and great friends in brazil it's wonderful just that when you walk in the street you feel that the people are really uh, not are a bit scared of each other so there was that atmosphere of like cautiousness and people always being as the french say on garde. but mm-hmm. in ukraine there are a lot more um uh trusting but i don't mean it in a because i had you know henry who said there is an olympic level of mistrust in ukraine so mm-hmm. i'm not speaking about that but i mean at least they walk and they don't think I'm getting kidnapped on the way to my mm-hmm. work or, or something. So that, that was very, very nice. To speak to mm-hmm. you then about another thing. You mm-hmm. you love learning, which is really cool and also a rare trait, more than you can imagine. Because the majority of people, by definition, are average. Because it's it's that's the definition of average. And average people stay average and don't really have a drive to improve and that's the whole paradigm that someone who is average lives in to you what was the drive or motivation or the most enjoyable desirable thing about learning to become in order to become a better person etc like what is the drive what is the goal what is the vision or what is were you born this way Uh, so please Mm -hmm. comment
0: Well, I do think that I've always liked learning and studying. Uh, I do remember this, uh, being like this from a young age, um, since I was in school. Um, But then that was about just subjects like, I don't know, math, English, history, right? Um, But then I just wanted to... I don't know. I think it was just sort of a natural want to improve my life and to live a happy life. Um,
1: Wait, now I'm noticing. This is the third time you use the word happiness and happy. (laughs) So speak about this, because now I'm understanding that to you, two things there was a moment or a period where you were not happy. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to be happy because Mm -hmm. people only want what they don't have. And the second is, well, what is to you the meaning of happiness? What lessons did you learn about becoming happier? So it's two things. First, what was before you that let you know, okay, I'm not happy, I should become happy. And then Mm -hmm. what is your own definition of happiness? And some lessons you learned about becoming a bit more happy or happier?
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's such a, you know, I could speak about this for hours, I think, (laughs) but I'll try to answer now um, more quickly. Well, uh, I think my, my before, you know, before moving abroad, I was just driven by uh, curiosity to learn about other cultures and to experience lifestyle to experience life abroad and uh, second was to obviously to get an, um, an education right and I don't know why but I've always wanted to study in English and wanted to uh, learn English so that was what what was driving me but then when I moved and when I've experienced this cultural shock and when I became unhappy and honestly there was a period can't remember for sure maybe around six months or something when I was really depressed (laughs) like depressed where I had to go to doctor and obviously I was really unhappy back then um and then you know it's it and then you know I wanted to obviously improve my life because I thought well something is going on here you know why am I not happy suddenly what's going on and I think it just because of the cultural shock, because of the age also, because I was 18 or 19 at the time. Um, So I started to look for ways to be happy in every day, not just be focused on my goal of like getting an education or, you know, like not just be focused on my goals. So then I started to understand that it, it is really about your everyday, you know, your habits, your, how you you know how you spend your mornings i think this is very important um i've started to learn that you know you should be investing in relationships with um people um yeah i think it it's it's about that and then also you know living in scandinavia we know that these countries always like sweden denmark they're always top in the list of the happiest countries in the world right so that there's definitely a lot of things that I've learned from these countries or its people um, and it was really about the it's it's so simple it's about your everyday it's about how you live your life every day so yeah and in Ukraine I was more focused um, I'd say that life here, especially back then back when i was in school you know just started to go to university here in kiev it was all about my um my goals of you know getting to know something getting an education becoming somebody in this life you know i was focused on that and so i missed out on like the life itself um
1: yeah. This is important because mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot of people in Kiev, well, some mm-hmm. people, of course, argue, they say, in Kiev, there isn't really a mi- middle class. Mm-hmm. So most people mm-hmm. are poor and therefore they have no choice but to work so many hours every day uh, for little money. And therefore, mm-hmm. of course, they don't have balance in their lives where a few people are very rich. But I notice even the students, mm-hmm. they really, really work hard and focus on becoming somebody etc can you comment on this whether you found this to be Mm -hmm. like a healthy attitude to first focus on becoming somebody and then when you Mm -hmm. become someone or better or good enough only then you should focus on balance or if you could Mm -hmm. return back in time you would not miss Mm -hmm. out on life and you'll be more balanced from the beginning because Mm -hmm. look to me, I believe a lot of people, when they say I'm, I'm focused on becoming somebody, well, that definition of somebody is what somebody else told them they should become. It's not truly their <laughs> own um, vision mm-hmm. because also they don't even know themselves yet to know what they should want to Uh, be and they don't even spend time knowing themselves because they think Mm -hmm. oh i should become what society is telling me xyz and until then i'm nothing and therefore i have to prove myself forgetting that well life is part of uh, of the journey like the whole life is a journey even when you arrive there Mm -hmm. because of the way the brain is structured and the neurochemicals of Mm -hmm. the brain it will never give you full Mm -hmm. satisfaction of that goal because you will look at another person who is better and think oh my god i arrived here but they arrived like five times further than me and they're maybe younger or something (laughs) so uh i'm not happy Mm -hmm. and then you keep going and then you keep going and then suddenly you're like life you missed life you didn't experience the moment and all you spend is chasing some goal that is not now while if you had more balance Mm -hmm. you will at least have that fulfillment and happiness of living life and not missing it and not thinking back oh wow uh five years ago i could have enjoyed xyz but i missed it because the days were all work 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 and then sleep 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 work sleep work like that groundhog mm-hmm. day movie <laughs> so can you comment mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. your own perspective on this
0: yeah uh yeah uh i I can totally relate to what you're saying. I've also started learning uh, and about uh, learning about um, how how you can change the how do you say it in English the new neurons you know the, the neurons. yeah the neurons
1: or the neural the pathways rewiring also, yeah. the neural pathways. yes it's nice yes, I like that you're yes, learning about nice. that
0: yeah 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 um so you know it's a cliche but i do really look back now and i think well i probably wouldn't want to change anything because it has led me to where i am right now um i really do feel that way but i think that i think it's okay to work harder when you're younger I think, I think it's fine to try things and explore and to understand what you want, what you don't want. But I did also find out, um, I really figured that, you know, my goals that I thought I wanted earlier is not really, it's not really who I am. It's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm much more focusing on this balance. Exactly. Um, But I do think that people here in Ukraine, younger people, I think what I've noticed is that they are they are working hard, but it's not it's not like it was with previous generations. Not what I saw with my parents, for example. Um, I think it has to do with maybe globalization and Internet. You know, people can learn from others. People can interact with other people. So we, we learn from each other um and definitely there's like um um you know our culture maybe becomes a a bit more westernized as well Uh, i mean ukrainian culture Um, the whole world
1: i mean hollywood it really changed the whole world and in many ways the world appropriated a lot of the american culture today well it's a pleasure honestly this is such a wonderful interview we can do it For 41 hours not just 41 minutes but Mm -hmm. i want to respect your time so could you have any final like advice or lessons or words for the listeners and Mm -hmm. if people want to follow you or communicate with you where should they go maybe on your social media or linkedin or you have a website something like that
0: Mm -hmm. well first of all i would like to thank you For inviting me it was such a pleasure and such an honor and i think it was such an interesting conversation um it was a pleasure uh, pleasure for me to answer your questions um so thank you very much uh also if people feel like connecting with me um i don't have a website yet um but people can connect on any um, social media platform, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm open to new connections. Um, And final advice, um, I know that Ukraine and Ukrainian people are, um, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes about our country and culture. And uh, some people might be, in doubt whether they should travel here or not but i would say uh, definitely do because ukraine is much more than what people think and uh you know i think you would be pleasantly surprised and people are very open and the country is very i'd say it's a bit different from rest of europe rest, rest of western europe so um you're very welcome to visit my homeland.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. This was mm-hmm. a pleasure. And I wish you a great, great day, Irina.
0: Thank you very much. And I wish you the same. Have a nice day.